I'm Jackie Garner, and you're listening to episode 25 of the Pastor's Wives podcast. into the main content of this episode, I wanted to jump in here and record a little bit of an introduction because I forgot a few things when I was recording the main part. So the first of that being that for the second time my website has crashed. I have done some things now to secure it and hopefully that will not happen again, but that means that all the show notes for all the previous episodes are not up right now. I'm working on rebuilding those. So if you go to the show notes or go to the website, the only thing you're going to find is the show notes for this episode. And you can find those at thepastorswivespodcast.com slash 025 as in episode 25. And you'll find all the links um, that I mentioned in the actual podcast episode. And also, I forgot when I was recording the main portion of the episode to remind you about the Pastor's Wives podcast private Facebook group. That is just for Pastor's Wives and Ministry Wives and only pastors and ministry wives will be allowed to join because I want it to be a safe and secure place for us to share our thoughts and share our prayer needs and whatever's going on. I want it to be a safe, secure place. So that's why I have to approve each member that joins because I want to make sure that you are a pastor's wife or ministry wife. So you can find the link to that Facebook group in the show notes. I'd love for you to join us there. And then also, I have had so many of you respond to the Pastor's Wives survey that is uh, that I created to help me make this podcast more, more, um, more useful to you. So if you want to fill out that survey, if you haven't done that yet, you can also find the link to that in the show notes. And again, I just want to thank you for listening and being a part of the Pastor's Wives podcast. I hear from quite a few of you through email and I love hearing from you. It encourages me so much to know that I am not just talking to the air. So thanks for thanks for reaching out to me and I'd love to hear from any of you that haven't had a chance to introduce yourself via email. So you can always email me at feedback at the pastorswivespodcast.com. All right now let's get in to this episode of the Pastors Wives Podcast. Hey, Pastor's Wives, and happy 4th of July week. Hopefully, you are getting to do something fun this week. We are not actually doing really anything. Um, We live near Nashville, about an hour away, and they do have the most amazing, amazing fireworks. It's awesome. We've been twice out of the six years that we've lived here, and the fireworks are... I'm not even a fireworks person. Um, Like This is just not that exciting to me. But they were amazing. Like the first year we went, I was like not very happy and not just, I kind of had a bad attitude about it. And then I experienced the Nashville fireworks and realized that it was absolutely amazing. And then we went the second year um, and I, I loved it. And it rained the next year, I mean poured. And so I didn't go, my kids went, but I didn't go. And then anyway, we're not doing anything this year. So we are going to just be cooking out and hanging out at the house, which is really, actually really good for us. We we enjoy being the, having this nice, quiet family time. So anyway, but I hope you're getting the opportunity to do what you find fun. So I have a short, 
short, I think it's going to be a short episode this week, but it's something that's kind of been um, on my heart and I, I'm, I just see so much. I hear from some of you, I get emails, I read other, uh, what other pastors' wives are experiencing and there's so much pain and suffering that goes along with being a pastor's wife. I mean, let's be honest, just as life, no matter who we are, there's a lot of pain and suffering from very small things to very big things that happen in life. So, I mean, life can be very difficult. A Christian life is very difficult and being a pastor's wife is really difficult. I mean, this really is a concept that shouldn't be a surprise to us because Jesus told us himself, John 16, 33, he warned us that we would experience suffering in this world. And that word suffering means pain and hardship, and it refers to emotional pain as much as it does physical pain. So we know that we're going to experience suffering. I don't need to tell you that you're going to experience it because I'm sure you already have (laughs) in some form. Uh, Suffering that we experience is, uh, we live in a fallen world. So it's a result of the sin that's entered into our world. Whether it's our sin, the sin of others, a combination, whatever it is. We live in a fallen world. We have an enemy who is after us. And one of the ways he loves to get us is by when we experience a painful thing, he likes to come in and twist it and turn us against God, turn us away from God. Maybe if he doesn't, he can't possibly turn us against God. He will work at turning us away from God. And we see this all the time. I'm sure that you have those people on your Facebook feed that are constantly going through some awful thing and they are looking to Facebook and to the people on Facebook to bring them some relief in some way, whether or validation or whatever it is. I I I get so frustrated sometimes when I see Christians, people that go to our church and their lives are just poop all the time. Excuse my language. Um they and I'm like, okay, with the non-believers that see this and know you go to church and they see how your life is just all the time. Why would that make them want to be a Christian like you? What, what, why would they're going to think nothing is different about your life? But that's probably another, another episode that we can deal with that about social media. But here's the difference between a non-believer and a believer. And it should be reflected in our lives is that we actually have hope when it comes to suffering. Even in the midst of the pain, even in the midst of these circumstances that are causing us so much sorrow, so much trouble, so much tribulation, we have a hope. And so often it is that suffering that we experience that draws people to us and ultimately to Jesus. And it's often that suffering that allows us to become closer to God and go into a deeper relationship with him. It can, it can work the exact opposite as well. But this suffering, I mean, if you've ever known two people who've gone through the same similar circumstances, you may have seen two completely different reactions to their suffering. So there's so many different levels of suffering that we experience and not just as pastor's wives, although some of these are probably going to be some of these things we suffer are because we are in the ministry. But I mean, all of us deal with the physical illness of ourselves or, or people that we love, people that we know. We all experience a broken relationship at least once in our life, probably multiple times. 
there's always uh, at some point in in most of our lives where we have a financial challenge uh where um, especially as a pastor's wife or especially as a Christian, we're going to experience spiritual attacks. They're going to come at us and we're going to suffer, even if it's just on a spiritual level. We, um, Because we are in the ministry, we're going to get that, that criticism from, from the church, from the people in our church, maybe from leadership in our church, maybe from the board of deacons or elders or whatever it's called in your church. Uh, you may get criticism from that. There's going to be family things that happen with your kids or with your extended family that is going to bring suffering to us. There's going to be also that internal conflict that goes on within all of us where we beat our own selves senseless um, and we bring uh, suffering on our own selves and or we experience, I'm not saying we always bring it on ourselves, but where like for me, one of those things was depression. That was a, that was a time of suffering for me. Um, and there's going to be those things. All of us are going to experience some or all of these things. But I want to give you a word of encouragement today if you are in the midst of suffering, whether it's something small or something big. I want to encourage you today. So 1 Corinthians 1, 3 through 11 is kind of where I am starting with this. But uh, 1 Corinthians 3 is the beginning of it. But I want to look at verse 4 first because 1 Corinthians Uh, 1-4 says that um, he comforts us in all our affliction. Okay, so I want to stop right there and talk about that word affliction. Okay, that's how he describes our suffering. And that word in the Greek means, it means a narrow place that hems someone in. In, Okay, let me try that again. It's uh, a narrow place that hems someone in. It's tribulation. It's also an internal pressure that causes somebody to feel confined, restrictions, without options, like they have no way of escape. Now, that's coming from the definition of what it means in the Greek. So, can you relate? Have you ever felt like you were being crushed? You were being, there was absolutely no way out of whatever this situation that you're dealing with. You've been completely hemmed in on all sides. I know I've been there multiple times, and I bet you have too. Um, but see, that's where, because we are believers, that's where hope comes in. Because let's go back to 1 Corinthians 1, 3. Here's what Paul says. Blessed be the God of our God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 3 shows us, number one, that God absolutely understands our suffering. That word, uh, the father of mercies, that mercies means that he has a great compassion for us. He has deep empathy and, and feelings for us. He absolutely understands what we're going through. And then uh, that verse also says, he's the father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Now that word comfort is the same word that mean it that uh, it's related to the word that means the Holy Spirit, um, and the word about the Holy Spirit that means He comes along beside us. That word right there it means He is standing close by our side through all of our suffering. He is right there with us. And then verse four, which we started talking about, that gives us the purpose of what affliction does in our lives. It gives us a. Uh, I hope for me it does 
because verse 4 says, He comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Okay, so we suffer and uh, we, we are able to bring comfort, to stand close by someone's side, fully understanding what they're going through. And giving them comfort that we've received already from God. Because we have been through a similar experience. Um, because suffering is hard and painful no matter what kind it is. See, the whole, the whole all throughout the word, it, there's this principle of overflow. Uh, that what is in heaven trickles down to us through Jesus. And then we as disciples of Jesus, we are so filled with what we are receiving from him, that it overflows into the people around us. And that's what we see here. It's what we've received from Christ overflows into others as we're able to minister them. So first of all, we have got to find comfort in him, not in other people, especially as a pastor's wife, because we cannot um, expect other people to understand what we're suffering and going through, especially as a pastor's wife, because a civilian person not in the ministry doesn't get it at all um, because they just, well, they just don't. You don't need to me to explain that, do you? Um, but people are going to constantly fail our expectations. My own husband is going to fail my expectations when it comes to something I'm going through. He doesn't understand it, partly because he's a man and I'm a woman and partly because most of the time, I'm just nuts. Um, and being, you know, he just doesn't get it. I cannot look to my husband to bring me that comfort that was meant to come through God. So I have to learn to find my comfort in him. And then we, as pastor's wives, we show that, we exemplify that to the people around us. When God brings women into our lives, we teach them through our words, through our actions, um, to trust God and not to look to us. Because sometimes people see us as leaders and we are the answer and the savior to all their problems. Okay, I'm not saying I'm going to get hit by a truck tomorrow, but it, maybe I do. I get hit by a truck tomorrow and I'm gone. And those people have come to me all this time for comfort or come for the solutions to their problems. I have failed them if they don't have anywhere to go now. No, I failed them if I haven't showed them that it's from God that we receive this comfort. It's God that's that's alongside of us through the, our suffering. So we come alongside people and we show them what to do because we've already been there and done that. Paul, who wrote the, this book of the Bible, he wrote First uh, Corinthians, Second Corinthians, sorry, um, I hope I haven't said 1 Corinthians earlier because I'm talking about a passage in 2 Corinthians. But he's really transparent as he's writing to the people in Corinth. I mean, it's awesome how he is he's just wide open. He, in fact, he just he does not ever uh, shy away from sharing his struggles. But in, specifically in this verse, or in this passage, in verse 8, he talks about a time when he... Um, was suffering. He was struggling with something, and he he used these these words. I'm I'm reading out of my um, She Reads Truth Bible, which is a, an awesome Bible. If you haven't checked it out yet, it's just it's first of all it's just really pretty, and um, 
I like this uh, translation of the Bible. I'm an ESV girl all the way. I love the ESV. But when this Bible came out, I listened to a podcast about this translation. So I was really intrigued by it. And then it's just pretty. And it has wide margins for me to take notes in. So I bought it. And I just totally went off on a rabbit trail on this uh, version of my uh, Bible. But if you haven't had an opportunity to see the She Reads Truth Bible, I want to encourage you to check it out. It's beautiful. And then also, I'm going to link to this in the show notes that I listened just on Sunday to a podcast from the editors of this Bible, which you may have be already fully aware of the She Reads Truth website, but I'm going to link all of that and I'm going to link that podcast episode that I listened to because I think it will really excite you about Bible study in general and um, about this Bible. I'm not saying you have to buy this Bible, but it's if, you, if you're in the market for a new Bible, this is a great one. Okay, so anyhow, back to Paul here. Okay, so Paul says that he was completely overwhelmed beyond his own strength to the point where they despaired of life. They thought they were going to die. Now, it never says what this struggle is, but I bet you can relate to this. Maybe you didn't think you were physically going to die, but you've been some, some into something where you were so overwhelmed, completely out of your own strength, you could not deal with this, and you thought you might die maybe you know emotionally or spiritually or something, maybe not physically. You've been to that point. But Paul has such a good perspective. Yes, this is happening to him. He thinks he's going to die. Um, and he never mentions that any person came to his rescue. What he does is he recognizes that this struggle resulted in an opportunity for God to reveal his power and reminded Paul that he could not rely on himself for a solution, but he had to rely on God. It made him draw closer to God, which is awesome. Yay. I've used the word awesome way too many times in this episode already, and it hasn't even been that long. Okay, so because some of us would go the opposite way. Some people go the opposite way when they hit struggles. They can't handle it and they blame God instead of instead of allowing God to show them what he's trying to do. I mean, what an incredible example Paul gave to us for our own lives. Not just in dealing with our own afflictions and things that are happening to us, but in how we share that truth with other people. Because he states that God delivered, God had delivered them from a terrible death and that he would deliver them again. That's where he placed his hope, not in people, but in God. Such, such, such a great example because people are watching us and how we respond to personal suffering. And I hate to use that word because it covers so many things and suffering sounds like something terrible. But how we respond to personal suffering, personal struggles, things that come at us, that speaks volumes, first of all, to ourselves about what we believe about God. If something comes at you and you just completely fall apart from the get-go, that should reveal to you that you don't believe the Bible about what it says about who God is, okay? That is a great... um, uh, I can't think of the word. That is a great indication of where your faith lies, first of all. But it also reveals to others about what the abundant life that God is giving us, what it should look like. Yes, we, because all of us are going to have struggles. All of us are going to endure pain and suffering. It's how we respond to it that makes a difference. 
even when the sufferings that we are going through are private and nobody knows about them, I promise you that at some point, God is going to allow you to minister to somebody, maybe one-on-one. You may never become a public thing, uh, but God's going to bring somebody into your life that can relate to you because of what you've suffered. Maybe just a another pastor's wife, or maybe it's somebody in your church, or somebody you meet in line at the grocery store. Because none of this is wasted. There's nothing wasted in the kingdom of God. God is the God of all comfort, all comfort, who comforts us in all of our affliction. God can comfort us in more ways than we could shake a stick at. He can handle any affliction, how to comfort us. He knows exactly the words to give us. He knows exactly the people to bring around us. He knows everything. He knows how to comfort us in all of our struggles. He understands fully the big, the small, the private, the public, and he uses all of these. He uses them, all of them, so that we become more like him and so that we will have a platform to speak to others. Because as other people see our great trust in God through the worst things that could happen to us or through just smaller bad things that happen to us that that really speaks to people so I don't know where you are I don't know if you're in a season of your life where everything's pretty good everything's going along pretty smoothly um, or you're in the midst of a suffering season and I guarantee you that there are some of you who are going through a really rough time right now just based on first of all just my just general observations of people around in the world but also because I, I'm hearing from people and I'm seeing things and my own church, how many, I can give you tons and tons of examples of people who are going through stuff, partly because they put it all on Facebook, but then other people who are privately going through things and have reached out to me. So I know that you may be one of these people who are in the midst of suffering. So I want to pray for you, but I want to, I hope that this is message as short as it is, has encouraged you that God is the one. So let him be your comfort. Not your husband, not your family. Yes, they can they can help you and stand alongside you. They can, but don't expect them to understand how you feel. Expect God to because he actually truly does know everything and understands completely where you are. And then take that store it away for later. Because you're going to be able to minister to the people, the women that God brings towards you. And it is amazing. Just I've shared on here before about my depression and just being somewhere, some random place, random conversation, even though it's not random, it's totally God. And and the issue is depression. And I'm able to speak out of my own suffering and what God taught me through that time. And to people I don't even know. So it's it's so cool. God God is amazing how he works every single thing out for our good and to the good of those who love him. So let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you that you are the God of all comfort, who understands all of our suffering, all of our struggles. And Father, I just I just lift up that pastor's wife to you right now that's listening to this episode, God, and I that's going through a, a struggle. Father, I just lift her up to you right now, and I set her at your feet. And Father, I thank you that right now she is 
taking off this affliction, this burden, and she's laying it down right before you. And because you are standing so close beside her, as your word promises us, Father, I thank you that you are bringing relief, that you are bringing a feeling of being rescued, and that you are bringing that comfort to her right now. Father, I thank you that these uh, things that uh, we are suffering God, they're not a surprise to you, that you knew that they were coming. And Father, I thank you that you have a plan and you have a purpose to make it right and to bring healing and to bring purpose in it. So Father, I just thank you that right now, these pastor's wives are feeling a sense of release and relief as you come in and you minister. And Father, I thank you that um, you will stir up compassion in each one of us that as women come to us and share what they're struggling with and share the things that they're going through, Father, I thank you that we will see it from a kingdom perspective and that we will be able to minister to them with the same compassion that you have for us. God, I thank you. I thank you for the struggles that we've faced. I thank you for the the hard, hard things that we've had to endure. But God, I thank you that we have come through standing stronger because of it. And Father, I thank you that you are... Um, you are giving us a great love and compassion for the women who have yet to come into our lives. And God, I thank you that our eyes will see them, our ears will hear them, and we'll know that this is the moment that we are able to do something that you've already done for us and that out of the overflow, we will be able to pour out to these women and speak life to them. Father, I just thank you for um, protection for each of these pastor's wives and their families. God, I thank you that even in the midst of suffering and struggles and attacks, God, that they feel your presence and that even in the midst of busyness and overwhelm, that they're finding time and moments to spend with you and that you speak to them clearly and that they feel your presence around them. God, we just love you and we thank you for the privilege and honor of being pastors and ministry wives and we just love you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, check out the show notes at thepastorswivespodcast.com slash 025 as in episode 25 and I will uh, give you some links to uh, the She Reads Bible in that podcast episode that I was talking about and I will give you the scriptures that we talked about in this episode and I look forward to being back with you next week right here on the Pastor's Wives Podcast. Mm-hmm.